So my first brand sponsor um, has been amazing because we actually used to work together in oil and gas and we both got laid off around different times. And she um, started a business, a chocolate business, where she is importing cacao from Venezuela. She's originally from Venezuela and her husband's from Mississippi. So they're making these bean to bar chocolate bars and they're selling them here locally at the farmer's market. I want to welcome everyone to another episode of the Let's Gather podcast. I'm your host Zeke, and in this episode, I have Genesis Amari Kemp, the host and founder of Gems with Genesis Amari Kemp podcast, to speak about podcasting. You can find more information about her podcast by clicking the link in the description below and find the episode that I will feature on. I do give a content warning for any strong language used in this episode. I hope you have a nice day and enjoy the show. So, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Zeke. No problem, anytime. So everyone, my name is Genesis Amaris Kemp. I am the podcast founder and host of GEMS Podcast, where my core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate, all while bridging the gap and connecting the dots between D, E, I, and B, which stands for diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. And I started my podcast back in November of 2020. And it started off doing solo episodes as a way for me to cope with the loss of my father. And then after that, it turned into me doing interviews with other people. So now it is a combination of solo and interview style segments. Nice, nice. Now, before we get into the episode, what would your origin story be and how would you like to represent it? So what your origin story would be and would you make a book or movie out of it, anything in that nature? So I definitely have a book um, and my story is very real. The title of my book is Chocolate Drop in Corporate America from the pit to the palace. And that book came out in 2020, the first edition. And then I went back and um, added a new chapter in 2021 to really highlight what happened in 2020, personally, as well as professionally. And how I got to where I where I am now is really by taking ownership of my career and facing systemic racism in a corporate setting. Because my background is actually oil and gas. So I spent 12 years in oil and gas as a whole and 15 years total in corporate America. Nice, nice. Definitely everybody go check out the book. And okay, so you said earlier about how, why you started podcasting. So what was like what made podcasting the creative outlet for you? So with podcasting, it is part of who I am. It's my brand. And there's no censorship around that. Where 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 you are working for other people, there are certain things that you can and cannot do or say. But whenever you have your own podcast, you can have those open conversations. You can have those difficult conversations, as well as sometimes those even courageous conversations where you interview different people who may um, be on the same wavelength as you. They may come from different walks of life or different backgrounds, and you can have a fluid conversation without anyone telling you, oh, you can't ask that, or you can't say that, or you can't do that. 
And I really wanted to create a space where we can be our selves, where we could be authentic, we could walk into the light and really create a space to educate. We're educating outwardly. We're also inspiring people who may feel like their voice has been silenced or we're motivating people to take the next step so they could continue to walk out their journey. And you do that by intersecting and really creating synergies and collaborating with other people within the podcasting space. Nice, nice to freedom. So with that freedom, how do you like manage it? Do you like people like does you pitch on all limiteds limit limiters on your freedom or you just like everything be expressive? So with um my podcast I do a bit of screening. So I have a podcast guest form that I require everyone to fill out because it is a way to one, let me see, did they follow all the instructions? They, they fill out everything that I asked for on the podcast form. Then by them filling out the form, then I can see, okay, where do they hang out on social media? I can kind of do my due diligence to see, okay, did what they put on the form, is it representative by what they're doing on social media, because anyone could put something on a form because they want to be branded by association. And then what I do, sometimes I pitch for guests or guests find me out. So there's a mixture there. But I also want to make sure that whatever guest comes on, they have a similar similar background or like um, when it comes to the core values that they want to educate, they want to inspire and they want to motivate. They're not just there just to sell their brand, their products or services, because if so, then it's going to turn into a paid promotion because I'm not here to make you more money. We're really here to complement one another and put out content so other people could get to the levels that we're at. Got it, got it. And then with that, with all of the screening and stuff, you're definitely more organized than I am. I'm paying much to go with hope and prayer. So like, I know this person, we should be all right. Uh, yeah, at first it wasn't always that way, to be honest. Um, I didn't have a form, but then I found out, like I definitely needed structure, especially as the podcast was growing, because then I was going to various places to pick and choose what content to add in to really compile my show notes. And it wasn't a good use of my time, to be honest, because I don't have a VA. So I said, okay, having a form is going to be my way of centralizing all of my information. And so once I'm done recording with somebody, I like to air my show the same day. So I use the information that's within my podcast guest form to help me compile the show notes. And then I know I'm not typing anything incorrectly because you have given me all the information, your relevant links. I know what your call to action is. I have your bio and so forth. Got it. Definitely. Structure is definitely needed and order. And so with podcasts, you do both a mixture of um, single and with another person. What is kind of like the difference in like the feelings of recording both styles? 
So um, my podcast is normally 30 minutes or less. Sometimes it does run over, but that's very seldom because I want it to be where you could work out for 30 minutes and listen to the podcast. You could cook a meal for 30 minutes or less like Rachel Ray. And then whenever I do solo episodes, I do like 10 minutes or less, depending on what it what is my passion topic that day, because I always like to lead with my heart whenever I do those solo episodes. Got it, got it. Yeah, definitely. Shorter episodes are very nice because when you try to transcript it and you have an hour or more ep- long episode, you kind of just like get discouraged. Like, no, what this ain't it. I'm just gonna have to come back to this later. Yeah, I definitely like to make it easier for myself. So I always say, working smarter, not harder, and doing what is attainable for me, especially with my lifestyle. Got it, got it. And with like me, only different people. How's that? How has that changed over the years? Uh, wait, can you say that again? Sorry, it was hard to hear you. Uh, with meeting the different people as guests from the podcast, how has that changed you? Oh, it's been super beneficial because I'm definitely an extrovert, and just connecting with people all across the world. Because I've interviewed people in New Zealand and Australia, that's been really cool, especially. Um, in light of the pandemic, because I tell people I've been able to travel the world, um, metaphorically speaking, by Zooming. <laughs> and I think um, it's really cool because they bring on different perspectives that you wouldn't have thought about. And that's the beauty of whether you're traveling face-to-face or if you are remotely traveling, you really get to connect with other people who have various skill sets and expertise. And you get to really put yourself in their seat for a bit and the cool thing about me interviewing them is i'm learning just as much as my listeners and viewers are learning because i never do any scripted information the only thing that will be scripted is their bio because i can't make up somebody's bio but everything else is very organic coffee chat style so I get to ask questions, I get to learn, we have laughs and all of that good stuff. And I think um, a lot of people resonate with that. Definitely. Unscripted is definitely easier. And it's like, okay, cool. Let's just see what this goes. But sometimes people need that shit like this. What am I thinking? It's not. Exactly. Because you were actually a guest on my show. So if you want to share your experience and how you felt with my interview style, I think that will be good because it ties into um, me talking about <laughs> it from the founder and host perspective. I was definitely um, like a familiar feeling of just like speaking with somebody and then keeping on your toes like you was ready with a question. After I answered, you're like, okay, cool. Here's the next question. I was like, okay. And then one time you asked me what celebrity I want to have a guest. I was like, I didn't actually think about that one for a second. And I was like, who's famous again? Yeah, awesome. Yeah, because I definitely wanted it to be conversational flow, but not like you were drinking from a water hose or anything where it's like, (laughs) Yeah, and the shorter format keeps it compact. It Mm -hmm. it doesn't have a lot of dead space. Yeah. And then with podcasts, would you suggest other people start podcasting? I would if they're passionate about it, because if you're just doing something to jump on the bandwagon, you may not necessarily reach 
your ideal audience or some people say your avatar and you may get burnt out because it's not something that you like to do but it's something that you're trying to do to stay relevant when in actuality there's a whole bunch of other things that you could do to really uh, maximize your time and effectiveness definitely definitely this is a grind that seems endless yeah, and um, when you first start off, people don't get paid for podcasting. So a lot of people do it because they love it and they want to bridge the gap and they want to actually leave an imprint to drive that impact. So if you're trying to do it for money, just know that you're not going to always get paid unless you start charging people to be on your show. But if if I'm the person on the other end, and I'm like, why would I pay to be on this podcast that just started? Like, it doesn't make sense. And I'm the type of person where I'm like, make it make sense. Or if you want to get brand sponsors or brand ambassadors, then they want to see, okay, what, what's their return on investment? How long have you been podcasting? What's your numbers? How many downloads? And there's all types of metrics that they like to look at whenever they decide whether they're going to fund you or not. And I feel like as a podcaster, I have one brand sponsor and I'm working on getting some other ones, but you know what? It, it takes work to get to that level. And I'm not telling you that it's easy, but you know, things that come easy in life, you lose them quickly, but things that come slow and steady, you hold on to them because you realize how much work that you um, put in it and your work is going to speak for itself. Yeah, this might be coming very slowly. It better last a long time. But um, yeah, definitely, because I started my podcast to, to get a job before in different episodes. That's pretty much what happened. So now I'm trying to find out what's next. Is I'm going to continue it or I'm going to do this topic because I did. I achieved my goal. So that's where I'm at right now with the podcast. Oh, congratulations on achieving your goal. So your main mission was doing a podcast to get a job. Yeah. <laughs> And then I did it. And I was like, oh, now what? And then sometimes it's like, okay, cool. The year is over. But we have to prepare for the next one. So it's just like, there's no stop. It just like keeps going. And then but do you, <laughs> no, but I was going to ask you, but do you enjoy it? Because if you enjoy it, you, th- you should keep on going. If you've accomplished your mission and you feel burnt out and it co- becomes like another thing on your to-do list, then maybe you should stop it. I don't know. Because I feel like I do feel burnt out a lot, but then it like a lot of it works. Like things will work like I'd be like, how do I find a guest? And then I found like the guest. I'm just like, oh, so the universe is kind of telling me like this is working. I'm just like, maybe this is one of the times where you start something and then you get to the low and then you have to just work past the low to get to the next high. Yep, the pendulum swing is what I call it. <laughs> and it was like the universe will tell you what works. <laughs> sometimes you could try something and it might be not may just not be for you but you try something else and then it's just like oh okay now it worked now i see yeah yeah because before i used to do draft design then i switched to podcasting I'm like this seems easier transition for me so when you say draft design do you mean like autocad and stuff like that I mean, uh, uh, graphic design. So like design. Oh, graphic design. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. That's <laughs> no, okay. And then I made it just as a podcasting, so I might do a transition to live streaming. But I'm definitely, by the time this episode comes out, at least tested it, tested the waters. 
Super cool. <laughs> Definitely. And we still have around, we saw that around the same time. I saw that earlier 2020, so November 2020. So I guess 2020 was like a year for everybody to like be stuck at home, let's try something. Yep. I tell people like, what else was there gonna, what else were you doing? Because you were confined to your house. You couldn't really go anywhere. You could go outside in your backyard, but that gets bored. So I felt like a lot of people did um, emerge to podcasting in 2020. And then now that the world has opened back up, some of those podcasters have hit what they call pod fade, where they faded out of the equation. Definitely. And so with working with brands, how is that going? Like you mentioned earlier, you have like a brand sponsorship. So how is it getting there and then now going to the next one? So my first brand sponsor um, has been amazing because we actually used to work together in oil and gas and we both got laid off around different times. And she um, started a business, a chocolate business, where she is importing cacao from Venezuela. She's originally from Venezuela and her husband's from Mississippi. So they're making these bean to bar chocolate bars and they're selling them here locally at the farmer's market. Now they're actually outsourcing it to other businesses where businesses are using their chocolates to um, make other products that they sell. And then now she's actually going to open a brick and mortar in Venezuela. And then soon she'll come back and open a brick and mortar here in Texas. So just having someone who believes in my brand just from seeing me from a work perspective to now podcasting and et cetera, and them to say, hey, we want you to make our commercial because we like your voice. So they wrote they wrote the script out for me. I read the script. Um, I did six different takes because I wanted to get it right and perfect because, you know, it is someone else's brand. And then that was how it jump started. And then the second brand sponsor that I'm working on is a local bookstore here that um, is featuring my book in their bookstore. And they support a lot of Black authors and minority authors. And I think that will be cool to do business as a 360 effect. So we are in the conversation phases, but I'm pretty sure that they are going to become the next brand sponsor. Nice. Yeah. A lot of times people try to find like the bigger brands, but then they forget about the people around them. That mm-hmm. could be like this, either a stepping stone or being a, a lifetime partner. Yeah, I would love a big brand, but the problem with big brands, sometimes when you are branded by association, they want you to tweak and change certain things to make sure that it is a good representation of their brand since they are paying you. And I like my core values and my what my mission is. So I don't want to change my mission to appeal to your brand, but I do want to be able to meet you halfway and us to create those synergies. So whenever it comes to the big brands, you really have to be mindful of that because not all money is good money and you don't want to lose yourself while taking taking some dollars here and there. Definitely, gotta keep yourself. We keep just remind yourself about yourself. Absolutely, that makes sense. Yeah, because that's how I got um my music for my podcast intro was because I was working, and then the other person they were they was a uh, the president, the lead like the charge of a music um label, and then they was like we charge it for free, and I was like that makes sense. We know each other. And then not having much negotiation, we just um, signed the um, paperwork so we know 
that is on paper and everything like that. And that's pretty cool because it's like you scratch my back, I scratch your back, and we're both helping one another. Yeah. A lot of my podcasts are pretty much just what skills do I have now and what can I like use what I got. It's pretty much how I am moving along. Super cool. Yes. And how many and, times okay, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was going to ask, like, how many times people come to you and ask you how to start a podcast, like, giving them tips and everything? Um, It was in the beginning. It was often. And then I realized that, you know, starting a podcast took me a while. And since I am also a visionary coach, like, I can't give away all my information for free because I still have to eat and support (laughs) myself and my family. So then I switched to a paid model. And I think that drove away some traffics because people are always trying to get something for free. But then whenever you put a price tag on it, it's like, oh, no. So one of my um, people in my circle, she reminded me of a quote. She's like, don't pick my brain, pick a price package. And I thought that that was pretty funny, but true, because it's like, hey, like it's your years of experience. It's your credibility. It's your service. It's your brand. And you put so much into it. You want to, you know, get a return on your investment because time, time is equivalent to money and spending 30 minutes to an hour with somebody and all they say is thanks or they don't offer to buy you coffee or whatnot then it's like, oh, wow. Like, so they just got all this information and they're reaping the benefit. And yes, it's cool. You like to see other people win, but at least whenever you make it, give that person a shout out because they did help you. Don't just forget about that person who turned you on. Definitely, definitely. For me, I made a PDF. It was like pretty much of like the basics. And I was like, just to be able to stop any conversations. It's like, pretty much this is all the things I had at the time. Like, here you go. And then I was definitely going to do like a pay model, like like actual consulting of like me actually working through them, working with them with their ideas. That's definitely in the works. Just got to figure some other stuff out. Nice. So, so whenever they came to you, like you just gave them the PDF document and that was it? Uh, it was a uh, gradual, like me first, I like, speaking with my friends, my friends, like, how do you do this? I'm like, okay, cool. And then I just spoke with them. And then over time I was like, let me just compile all of the knowledge into one thing. Mm-hmm. And then I started giving out the PDF, like, okay, here, oh, you want to be do it? Then here, it's like the PDF is like an entry into like, the PDF will become an entry into the um, like consulting side of it. Okay. Kind of like a click funnel in a way. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely have to be strategic nowadays. It's competition. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, so, yeah, um, there's definitely a gap in our experiences. Because you have, like, decades into, like, oil and gas and all that stuff. And I'm just like, I just got out of school, like, two years ago, three years ago. <laughs> and I'm still trying to figure out my next and first step. 
I tell people, if you know what you're passionate about, start with that. And some advice I got from my older brother, he's like, if you're doing it for the money, you're going to be burnt out. But if you're doing it because you actually enjoy what you're doing it, then you're going to thrive and you're no longer going to be in that survival mode. And I actually fell into oil and gas. I started when I was in high school via a co-op. And then from there, I just started to build up my career. But I always had that kind of less brown mentality. I wanted to be hungry hungry because I started over not just once, but twice in my career when it came to oil and gas. The first, my first job was an imaging clerk. All I did was scan papers all day long. It was so boring. There was even a a day where I fell asleep at my desk. And I remember my boss like tapping me on my shoulder, waking me up. I felt so embarrassed and I was actually kind of mortified. And then from there, I was like, man, I got to do something else. So then I quickly started to network within the company and figure out what what other departments were doing and where can I learn. And that is how I quickly started to build my career. So I went to project management. Then from project management, I did HSC, which is health, safety and environmental. And then that led me to having my first manager role whenever my old um, supervisor left to go to a Fortune 500 company. It was just the both of us that built the entire safety program from the ground up for this small mom and pop company. So they gave me the position as an interim HSC manager. And then once I got up there, it was like, hitting that glass ceiling, you're capped out with your salary and there's really nowhere else to go. So that's what led me to switching gears to go to a fortune 500 company. And when I was applying, I had three job offers and the one that I ended up choosing was the lowest um, paying position. But the reason why I took it was because that company had longevity and I would be branded by association because just having it on my resume, everyone knows that company. They're like, oh, I want to work there or whatnot. So I had to humble myself. And I started over again with my career as an administrative assistant. Then I went on to be a raw material coordinator for a commodity, which is a polypropylene, so a form of plastic. So I was in charge of ordering all the raw materials that went into making polypropylene. Then after that um, role, I really wanted to do something else because I had just got engaged during that time to my husband now, and we've been married um, since 2018, but dated three years prior to getting married. And then I was like, I cannot keep doing this long commute and et cetera, because it was pretty much like my husband planned our entire wedding, except my hair and makeup and dress, because I never could make it to the vendors because I was commuting like two ways two hours, one way to work and maybe two hours coming back home. So the company created a brand new role. And that's where I switched gears into trade regulations and compliance coordination for another commodity such as polyethylene, which is a form of plastics. That was a lot. It was a lot of big words, but I understood everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's pretty much like I see like how that experience is now changed into the podcast where it's just like, hey, now I start again, but then now you take some of the same lessons and mm-hmm. stuff, and then you transition it into the podcast. 
Absolutely. Because now I can connect with people who are, whether they're in corporate America or whether they're in the entrepreneurship journey or et cetera, because now I have experienced both sides, even though we may not necessarily be in the same industry. Corporate is still corporate. There's just different rules and policies depending on what industry you're in. But there's still SOPs, standard operations operating procedures. There's still rules and regulations you have to follow. There's still, you know, the office politics, the nepotism, and et cetera. I'm a flashback to college. I was like, I don't remember learning all this stuff. Anybody's <laughs> picking their careers. <laughs> yeah. Doing media got me into media, so I'm going to stay there for now and see how that goes. Interesting. And then you're really passionate about it. So you're actually working in your degree field. And sometimes that doesn't always happen for everyone. They may get a degree, like, for example, let's use psychology, because I I started off being a psychology major for two years, until I realized that you're not going to make any money (laughs) in psychology unless you get a master's or a PhD. And a lot of people that graduate, they can't find jobs. So they end up doing these low paying positions. And then you realize, wait, man, I have all these um, loans because maybe your parents couldn't afford to like, you know, pay the whole way. So now you have like different types of loans, whether they're subsidized or unsubsidized loans. And now you're trying to work maybe one job, two jobs, some, some even work three jobs to pay off those student loans. And it's like, is this what I signed up for? Yeah, definitely. I was definitely trying to avoid that because I switched my major twice said um, other episodes how uh, it was accounting, then I was like, that's not gonna work for my personality. Then I tried tech and then I was like, I'm terrible at coding, got zero in the midterm. And then I was like, I'm already doing graphic design and like minoring it. So I might as well just do marketing and have like multiple skills. And then I just stayed the course and then kept applying, went to the pandemic and then got the job. And that's cool because you could always fall back and do graphic designing on the side as a side gig, especially being a podcaster. Um, people could see your work by you designing different um, flyers and stuff or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. What else? So podcasting. Do you have like a long-term plan with podcasting or is it just like go with the flow? Um, right now it's go with the flow because I'm, I'm actually enjoying it. So I don't want to put like a long-term commitment, but if I had to give one, it would definitely be to have at least five brand ambassadors and sponsorships before the end of second quarter this year. Got it. Second quarter, we just put in, put ending first. Got it. Yeah, so <laughs> you had to think about that, huh? <laughs> I was like, that's like three months. Yeah. So a lot of asking and pitching. <laughs> like, trust me, I got this. It's going places. Yep. Just keep holding on and remaining true to my core values. And I believe the right people at the right time will gravitate, but uh, not just sitting down and waiting for them to come to me. I'm also going to some of the brands that I'm interested in working with and pitching to them. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Just I just thought and then stop thinking. But um yeah. Podcasting. Brands. I just lost everything. Uh-huh. Okay. 
reset. Cool. So you, so you want to, that's your goal. And yeah, definitely, definitely a life play what you have to try and do compared to this. You have to wait for it to happen, but you have to like actively do, do it so it can happen. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's almost like this, um, statement or sentiment that some people use, whether they're religious or spiritual, they say faith without works is dead. So if you never take actions and you never plant those seeds, you're not going to be able to reap because you didn't take time to sow. Definitely. If you don't put the time in, then when things happen, you're not ready. You don't have the reps. And with your podcast, you're doing like multiple so you definitely have that the talking reps and like you understand how things work. With that. Yeah. And there's some days where I do um, daily segments where I have maybe five guests in one day. There's some weeks where I may only have one guest. So it just it fluctuates. Definitely. I was like seasons I can control. Everything could be organized and like a plan. So, yes. Anything else? Is there anything else I haven't asked yet that you want to talk about? Not that I can think of. I think you asked me quite a bit of questions. We talked about the professional side, me coming from corporate America. We talked about the podcasting. I gave a little um, shameless plug for my book, Chocolate Drop in Corporate America, From the Pit to the Palace. Is there anything else that you want to know what I what I have going on? <laughs> <laughs> the podcast is like, no, you podcast, not you podcast. Uh, hmm. Podcast. So I say is with like podcasting and everything. If you was to make like the next the next um step in like podcasting, go to like a different level. Would you change anything or to like accommodate? Because I'm always thinking about like how like if I get bigger, I might have to move differently and be extra cautious of what I say and how I act. So when I, because I don't want to say if, I want to say when I get bigger, I will definitely outsource some things like the podcast, um, show notes, have somebody do the show notes, the marketing and et cetera. That way I can really focus on the content creation, which is interviewing guests on my, on my show, because, you know, sometimes it does take a lot of time to put certain things together. And then especially marketing is not my strong suit. I'm doing it now out of necessity because I do want to market when someone comes on to my show, just like I expect my guests to share content and market it outwards with their um, network. So that way we're spreading the reach both ways and we're tapping into various various sectors. So that's one thing that I would definitely um, consider and definitely do. Got it. Definitely, I'm definitely like I need an editor, and then even though I know graphic design, another graphic designer they can design things. Yes, <laughs> like, they're better at it than I am. So I think uh, I think we can stop there. Okay. okay. I'll have one quite last question. You already named all the stories. You have your book, so I think we can stop there.
Yeah. And I definitely want to encourage for the listeners out there who do want to connect with me, you can go to Genesis Amaris Camp net. That is my website and you'll find all information there on what I'm working on. I'm actually giving away a free um, chapter of my book for Chocolate Drop in Corporate America. Ah, it's hidden there. I don't know if you can see that. It's popping in and out. Yeah, it's fading in and out. I'm using a virtual background today. So um, that's the cover of my book. So the first chapter of my book is free. And then I'm also offering two health and wellness products. So one is a free health assessment. And the second one is a sunrise super um, superfood packet where it's um, all your vitamins in one pack. It's definitely going to give you that energy in a clean and effective way versus you taking a five-hour energy where it builds you up and then you crash. And that junk is just not good for your system over time. And it has been linked to giving um, people signs of strokes and heart attacks. So just really be mindful of what you're putting into your body. And the reason why I um, do health and wellness too, as my other business, is because how are you really going to enjoy your wealth if you don't have optimal health? So definitely um, check out that information on my website. You could toggle between the different tabs. If you resonate with what I said today, I can be found on Instagram at Genesis Amaris Kemp. My name's down at the bottom and Zeke will put this info info in the show notes. And same thing on Facebook, it's Genesis, Genesis Amaris Kemp. And then on Twitter, it's Genesis A Kemp. And then check out the book, Chocolate Drop in Corporate America. From the pit to the palace. Yes, definitely. That brings another episode of the Let's Get Up episode close. Again, you can find more information about Jones with Genesis Amari Kim by clicking the link in the description below. For next week, I'm my friend Yusuf on the podcast. Hope you did this day, and I hope to see you there. Mm-hmm.